We've gathered here tonight, around the fire. We are now conducting our final systems check. Our library is well stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. <laughs> And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 269 for the week of April 8th, 2012. This week, we're going to look at some of those moments in Walt Disney World that leave you breathless, speechless, smiling, laughing, or maybe even a little teary-eyed. From the incredible to the amazing to the spectacular, emotional, and memorable, we're going to explore our top 10 wow moments in Walt Disney World. I'll then have the answer and winner for last week's Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and then I'll pose a new one for your chance to win a Disney prize package. I'll then share not one, but a number of special announcements about what the future holds for me, WW Radio, and you. I'll then play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Remember your first visit to Walt Disney World, your first sight of Main Street or Cinderella Castle, your first ride on Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion, or your first popcorn as you watch the nighttime parade go by? What about your last visit? Whether you're a local, a regular, a frequent visitor, or if you go every few years, every time you go, without fail, I would guess or maybe hope, that you have at least one, one incredible moment, a moment where you stop and your mouth drops open, you hold your breath for just a second, maybe smile a little wider, shed a small tear, or outwardly giggle with excitement. A true wow moment in Walt Disney World. And so this week, we're going to look at our top 10 plus wow moments in Walt Disney World. And when you say wow, and you say top 10s, you may think of Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine and Guide to the Magic. Tim, my friend, welcome back. Hey, buddy. I have a feeling there will be best, many. That's the best intro you've given me in weeks. Uh, that's because it's the only in- intro I've given you in weeks. <laughs> and I have a feeling there will be many wows. Um, it's better 
top 10 smell. Yes, in, uh, in many different uh, inflections that we use it. But here's another wow moment because we have another guest with us tonight. Wow. wow. See, there you go. He's Daniel Roberts. And Daniel's a listener who was incredibly generous during our 40-hour live broadcast or telethon as it was on October 1st and our charity auction. And Daniel won the top 10 segment guest spot. So Daniel Roberts, welcome to the show. Lou, thank you so much. Um, I'm an avid listener. Uh, when I was with you guys in the green room earlier, I, <laughs> I, I failed to mention that I've run the last 11 New York City marathons. And during my training, which I know that you know, and maybe Tim knows, I'm not sure. Uh, actually, I don't think he does. Sorry, Tim. But I what's that marathon? Okay, I listened to Lou um, avidly during my training, and actually during a few marathons, and that's sort of how I got to know him. And uh, I also know of his involvement with Make a Wish, which is uh, to me an extraordinarily just beautiful uh, cause and charity. And I think that uh, the idea. Of, a trip to Disney World being therapy uh, is viable and real and that regardless of what ails you, that when you're there uh, for a moment, you can you can forget about everything that is worrisome and um, and have fun. Wow. That what an awesome start, dude. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> I, I didn't even, you know, I forgot about that. The marathon thing and all that. And, and how you didn't fall asleep listening to the show while you were running is... <laughs> Actually, one, one thing, though, that at, at mile... I remember Marathon 5, which was not my best, and I'm not blaming you. But at mile 21, you started speaking about funnel cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got ill and turned you off. But I'm sorry for doing that, but I had to. The saddest thing about that is you said mile 21. I'm like, oh. God, I can't imagine running for 21 miles. But you uh, you do good for yourself. You do great things for others. And again, you were incredibly generous with your donation during the 40-hour show. And I very, very much appreciate it. That, for me, was a huge wow moment right there. And, uh, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. So uh, this, Daniel, was actually your idea. It's something that I had been tossing around and couldn't really quantify what I wanted it to be. And you said it very succinctly. They're, they're the wow moments, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see where and how our wow moments come to be. But I'm going to do something a little bit different. Since this is a different show, we've got three of us doing a top ten. I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to exclude one from the list. Take one off of your list because it's too obvious, right? It's going to be too obvious it's we're all going to have it. It's the one that I think we all probably think of. Uh, and, and it's the reveal of the castle. Oh, that I, I I'm going to take away the softball because, look, we all get it right. We all get it. We know it. We know we understand why Main Street USA was designed, why the entrance to the Magic Kingdom was designed the way it was so that when you do get that moment, when you turn the corner around the Emporium or the confectionery, the old GF Camera Center, you get that reveal of the castle, and that is a wow moment. Whether it's your first time here, I've seen grown men, as I raise my hand, and uh, adults w weep as they see the castle, 
and it is very emotional, is very iconic. It is, I think, the quintessential wow moment in Walt Disney World. So I'm, I'm taking it off the board. I, I just, I, I, I just want to, I just want to interject there. Well, two things. First of all, I thought you meant, I thought the one you were going to exclude was the, wow, I can't believe one human being can eat that much funnel cake. Because I thought that was the screaming <laughs> obvious we were all going to have. But Daniel, I just want, well. Welcome, obviously, but you see what happened here just now? I don't know if you caught what happened. He, he excluded one. Did you see that? But he did it anyway. I know he laid down. See how he did that? He and I'm overruling curve. you because there's things about the castle but we might want to talk about, more specific things. Oh, okay. But that's, that's what he <laughs> I'm going to exclude it. And here's my five-minute dissertation on five <laughs> And that's the secret That wasn't disallowing it. That was trumping all of us to get it in there first. <laughs> well, Tim, right. I'm, I'm also going to do something right. else that's different because I normally let you go first, but we're going to get our let our very special guest, now, Daniel, I, I hear some other go first. And I, I'm very mine. curious to hear. So, Daniel, you could either put your, your big one first. You could put them in no particular order, um, but go for it. The, the first one is all yours. Okay, I'm gonna. This one is um, uh, it's general but specific, and as you gentlemen say, it's sort of a, a go with me on this one, please. So, my first wow moment is whether you arrive at Disney late at night or you've gotten in early in the morning. There's something about your first slumber in the world that is incomparable. When you wake up, there's that split second where you've forgotten where you've slept, that you've slept on uh, an alien bed, subtle nod to a much maligned but excellent ride in the Magic Kingdom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But I digress. When you wake up, and I remember as a kid, the first time I woke up in Disney World of being so excited and so into getting ready for that day, that out there are pirates and ghosts and dinosaurs and presidents and your waffles will have ears, that you're, you're really in a, rules do not apply, the magic is out there. And when you wake up as an adult as well, you, you experience the same thing. And I think that, um, that for me is an incredible wow moment that you're in a new place and you realize that this place is going to hold untold adventures. You don't know what's going to happen, how many times you've been there, and you're like, wow, I just woke up in Disney World. Okay, so I'll ask you the quick question. And your favorite place to stay in Walt Disney World then? Your favorite place to, to lay your head down and wake up uh, in the morning in? I would say that my my favorite is probably Wilderness Lodge. Nice. I love uh, it. The, the trees, and I, I remember waking up one morning very early while my now wife, Nina, was still sleeping and didn't understand my Pop-Tart munching excitement, that I opened the, uh, I opened the doors to uh, the, 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 the porch, and they were playing, actually, the the songs from the West Wing, uh, an ABC Disney connection. And I saw the majestic pine trees 
And that was pretty much wow for me. Tim, I know you probably agree with Daniel um, because you are a huge fan of Wilderness Lodge as well. But go ahead, give us your and sleeping and well, yeah. I was curious how many mornings you have that instant where you don't know where you are. I was wondering how many of your instances were like an hour or two of, <laughs> from funnel cake hang. Oh, wow! The sixties were not. Good this to is you. directed. This is directed at no. Lou. <laughs> 60s weren't trying to. I'm not a big sleeper in Walt Disney World. Like, I go to bed late and I wake up super early. Rope drop is. Well, never mind. We'll get to rope drop. Anyway, all right, go ahead. You need a nap. You go to Stitch's Great Escape. I know how it works. Oh, no, no, no. You don't nap in Disney World. That was the the alien nod we were talking about, right? Stitch, right? No. No, alien is so much better than Stitch. Come on. Go ahead. Move on, Foster. All right. since Since you did your. Number one, without doing it, I'm going to go right to my wheelhouse here. Um, illuminations, holiday tag. That's, that's, that's probably my – I'm going to start out with my biggest wow moment, short of seeing the pretty castle, which I'm not allowed to talk about. So what makes it a wow but, moment? What, what, what makes the illuminations how, tag specifically? As, as, I've, as I've said over and over, I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing it. Yeah, I've been known to – you know shed a tear or two at Illuminations on a normal day, except when people are standing behind me in the Canada Pavilion eating their stale <laughs> M&Ms. You know who you are. <laughs> but um, the Illuminations tag, it's, 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 it's unreal. And uh, not even talking about the, the uh, Walter Cronkite speech, which if you're, if you're not human, you know, it warms your heart and brings a... Brings that Christmas spirit alive to you, um, but it's it's the end it's the end fireworks because uh, as you see it, the thing that always goes through my mind as I'm watching it is the sense that it's never going to end. I mean, the the ending for regular illuminations is spectacular enough, but the the tag just the finale just goes on and on and on, and you think it can't get any brighter, and it does, and it can't get any louder, and it does, and it can't get any bigger, and it does, and I've seen. You know, I've seen it many times and openly wept as as I would do. But uh, but when you're with other people, well, anywhere you are, you look around you, everybody is is in awe of it. I've been with people who've seen it for the first time and warned them that hey, this is going to get heavy. Beware! And they went, ah, we've seen fireworks. We know what they're like. And by the end, the jaws are down at the ground. The tears are streaming down the the faces and and so forth. And we might get to some other nighttime spectaculars that are equally as wowing, but but to me that that's my king of the f- nighttime spectacular wows. So is it Steve. more about what you see? Uh, is it the visuals, it's or is the it the big, audio? Is it the music? Uh, well, it's everything. But the, the the biggest wow is the visual to me. But it's all wrapped up, you know. Obviously, you know the 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 holiday spirit, the the um, the, the music, which is beautiful. Um, but just if we're talking wow moments, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, when your jaw just hangs there and you're just looking, you can't believe this is going on in front of your eyes and you can't believe it can get any more spectacular than it is. And it does. And it seems like it'll never stop. And it's, it's, that's the wow to me is the visual at the end, but it's more than that. That's simplifying it too much. Yeah. Right. I think there are, I think with a lot of these, these wow moments, there are the intangible all, things, the things you cannot yeah. quantify that make them wow moments. 
for mine, I, I'm going to go, this wasn't necessarily first on my list, but I, I'm going to see your illuminations and I'm going to raise you a wishes and not wishes specifically, but a moment in wishes. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting this next because I want to keep them sort of in context with the fireworks shows, because I think when you step through that portal into the magic kingdom and you step you know, from the world of today into the into the days of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. I, I think we really do. I think we do allow ourselves to be kids again. I think we allow ourselves to suspend our disbelief and just enjoy on its face what we are seeing. And yeah, whether it's laughing or crying at what we see or the reactions of our of our friends or family or children that bring those moments on. And I think that there is something that continues to be a it's a wow moment I think the first time you see it and I think it's still a wow moment today and it's one of those things that when I see I watch and I listen to the guests around me as much as as much as I watch this moment because their reaction is a wow moment for me because when Tinkerbell flies from the castle during the fireworks show it's a everyone sort of gasps and they applaud and they cry and you just see the faces of people and the six-year-old girl is as wowed as her 86-year-old grandmother at seeing an illuminated Tinkerbell fly from the castle into Tomorrowland. It is a singular wow moment and again you can't quantify what it is. Is it the music? Is it watching Tinkerbell? Is it memories from from childhood past? Whatever it may be but that for me is a wow moment. And it, believe it or not, it's actually it's it's not it was not an opening day thing in Walt Disney World. She actually didn't take her first flight until July third, nineteen eighty five. No way. Way. Wow. So all right, here's your trivia, here's your trivia well, question. Who was the first? Do the- <laughs> You'll never wow. get it, Daniel Roberts. If you get this, um, you're getting free hugs for life. Who was the first Tinkerbell to appear in Disneyland? Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland. Come on, it's just a little bit of trivia. Oh gosh! I'm gonna, I'll take a wild guess and say uh, the the mother who was on the Brady Bunch. You were close. Her name was no. ti- her name was Tiny Klein. I meant Tiny Klein. She was four she feet. Was, she was the mother in Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she was. Maybe she wasn't the mother in the Brady Bunch. Um, she was hired back in '61. She was now. Do you know how old she was? Eighty-two. You're close. She was 71. Yes, and no, she was she was very old. Wow. She was she was 71. She used to be a, a an aerialist in the circus, and uh, she flew out in Disneyland. And again, she was um, Tinkerbell was brought over to Disney World in 1985. But yeah, Tinkerbell flying for the castle is still for me, guys. It is still for me a wow moment. Um, and Daniel, you are up next. Well. Lou, I thought we were friends because your last one sort of stole like eight of mine, but that's well, fine. Welcome to the show, buddy. I, now I can you're, get, you're getting it now? Now I can commiserate with Tim, but it does give me a segue that uh, one of my, on my list was a moment I had when I was up at um, the California Grill and they, they dim the lights and wishes comes on, and if you're... If you don't know that's going to happen, that's a huge wow moment because you don't know if there's been an electricity outage and you're having a wonderful eel and avocado roll and maybe some oh. sake. And uh, the lights go off and then, and then wishes happens and it's beautiful. 
and and Lou stole that from me, so that's fine. But I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. I'll get over it. Um, my next one is has to do with the stark contrast, which happens often at Disney World, between the light of the Florida sun and some of the, the darknesses of the the darkness of the attractions. And in this case, I go to Epcot and I go to um, Mexico and the Hacienda San Angel because every time I've stepped from my morning, my first morning in Epcot, I usually go there for lunch and stepping in there and the time it takes for my eyes to adjust to that darkness and the volcano and the, the cobbled street and you're, you're in Mexico and it's like anytime you're in there, it's, it's 9.15 p.m. on a July in 18 or 19 something something. And it's a really wonderful effect. And just walking, your eyes adjusting, and there's usually music, and there's usually, um, a, you know, a, a band, a mariachi band, um, is incredible. And the, the hidden Mickeys and the volcano, and then, of course, the, I think it's Aztec Temple um, in, in, the, in the, the background, uh, and the boats coming by, and then, of course the food and just sitting down there and digesting um, figuratively what you've done that day in Epcot and it's very well air conditioned and the food is great. My wife Nina is a vegetarian and she always finds something to get there and we'll have a margarita and you'll, you'll lose yourself in that, uh, in that scene, um, in that drama and theatricality. And then when you're done with lunch, it's a little difficult to get back into the sunlight. And you're like, wow, I just walked into this building and was transported to a different time of day, a different time period, a different country. And it was great. You know what I like about your first two, Daniel, is it's not about a thing or a place or something that's that's tangible that you can watch or see or touch or listen to they're very much about your wow moments are really about feelings right it's that feeling you get before and after your first sleep that feeling that you get when you walk into that environment and sort of everything that encompasses so i think it's very interesting what we are picking out and what we are seeing as our wow moments i like how you snuck food into that one as well <laughs> of course but yeah you're right i mean it's like the, there are some wonderful special effects and there is a great deal of Imagineer artistry to what the, the Mexi- Mexico Pavilion is, but it's more sort of uh, uh, what it, how it makes you feel and how it transports you. And we usually go to Epcot for, on our first full day for lunch. Um, and it's for some reason being in there I feel like it's um, a, a, a Walt Disney World rite of passage, just experiencing that intense darkness after all the sunlight. And of course, it's not a, a dark, in quotes, darkness. It's a very friendly place. Um, and the food is, is wonderful there. And, it, and you, I think it, in a way it prepares you for the rest of the um, pavilions. And you leave sort of feeling 
like, you know what? Tonight the sun will set, and in my own way I'll be back into, into the Hacienda Sun on hell because I'll simply be under uh, the cover of stars. Follow that one up, Tim Foster. I pass. <laughs> All of a sudden, your you know third funnel cake of the day doesn't seem like such a wow moment. <laughs> your third funnel cake of the day is a wow moment. Well, that's another wow food moment for me having to do with you, and I couldn't believe that was your fifth meal of the day. That's another story, but, which we've told before. Whose turn is it? It's you, all you. Oh, no. See, how can I? No, this isn't right. See, I'm... <laughs> Because mine are stupid. <laughs> Listen, no, no, no. They're not stupid because I think. Look, everybody who's I, listening, mine's like, "Wow, look at that!" And uh, no, no, no. Know. But I think, look, for a lot of people, that's probably what's coming into mind. It's them seeing something, them hearing something, them remembering something, or a, a special effect, whatever it may be. So I think everybody's list is going to be different, and that's why at well, the end, it, I'm going to ask the listeners. It, to weigh in on their wow moment. But so I don't think, well, I don't think you're going to have any stupid per se. Stupid. <laughs> it's such a hard no, well, word. I mean, to it, like, they may, be, they may be ridiculous. We may, none of us may agree with it, but go ahead and give it to us anyway. You know, well, I don't even know what the next one's going to be. Uh, let's see. Where could I go? Um, well, I'm going to go, we're going to go, I'm going to go back in time on this one. Cause it's not the same as it was before, but, um, you know, when you've said wow moments, I mean, to me that, that evoked, uh, you know, a sensory thing, like seeing something, hearing something, um, something that, that really hits you the first time you see it and is an instant memory you reach to, you know, uh, after you get home and something you look forward to seeing again. And uh, Spaceship Earth had, has and had, many of them and um two of them specifically that i think about are are the ultimate reveal at the top of the geodesic sphere when you turn the corner and see the grand planetarium with earth floating in the distance and the second was the the reveal of the futuristic city in the fiber optic light that you came down. And that one was more, it was the visual, but to me it was more about the music, as I've mentioned, I'm sure, ad nauseum on the show. But, um, yeah, I bring them up. Uh, they're, they're nostalgic, obviously, the optical, the optic, fiber optic city, obviously. And I think you'll agree, the reveal at the top isn't quite the same now as it was before because um, of the change in the narration. The timing's a little different. Um, to me, the moment... Um, when you saw it with the Jeremy Irons narration was to, it was an exquisite example of Disney timing and what we've talked about before of you being um, of that type of ride vehicle and that conveyance being made so the Imagineers could control what you're seeing and reveal new scenes as they would play out in a movie for instance so I think that was a really good example of something like that and, um, and again everyone I know who would see it, whether I'd be with them or talk to them about it. And I had the same reaction as you turned the corner and saw it, whether it was because the, um, the view was just beautiful, what you were seeing, or whether it was because it, it, it summarized everything that came before in the attraction and really brought it home, um, or just the sheer drama of the scene, as it were. But 
Um, again, I bring it up because it's a sorely missed one. It's one I'll hang on to. Maybe someday we get it back. You know, I still get to the top and go, wow, sort of wow. I still like it, but you know, my heart's with my heart's with Jeremy. So, my biggest wow moment is the fact that I agree with everything you just said. Oh wow! And was oh, actually because wow. <laughs> it happened so infrequently. But you perfectly articulated exactly what I had thought. And this I had as sort of a an addendum, a codicil, as it were, to my list. Sort of the, the used to be that apex. And and I think the fault is, like apex. you said. Apex, I like that. You like apex, right? It's The like fault it. is not of Dame Judi Dench. It's the way the script is written because it was a much more dramatic, a much more pr- pronounced reveal with Walter Cronkite and Jeremy Irons. So I, too, I, I miss that specific section of the earlier versions like you. So I think that was a, a a gasp, wow kind of moment for me as well. Well, there you go. So for my next one, you know, I, I'm not really sure where I want to go because I do have, believe it or not, more than 10 on my list. And there's really? part of me that, yeah, I know, it's a shocker of all shockers. Um, so I'm going to go with another one that, continues to repeat when I think of the, just the, the wow moments. Wow moments for me that I continue to experience from the first time I've, I've, I've gone through this to every time I experience it again to going with first timers and watching their reaction. And when you put your lap buckle, your, your, your strap across you and you, you click in the buckle and the lights dim and your vehicle, your whatever it is, rises up in front of that giant screen in Soren, and that music begins, and it rumbles the, the your, your insides out in that sort of deep bass tone, and you begin flying in a way that you have probably never done before. Again, there's that, that the air comes out of the room, and... The specific scenes in there when you when you're flying over the, the the canyons and when the blue angels come out and when you're flying over the orange groves and just such incredible vistas when you feel as though you are in that valley uh, among the mountains and you are right near the um, other sort of the skydiver that's in there sort of um, the, the hang glider that's in there there are so many wow moments to Soren that I think as a whole, it is a wow moment because they just repeat over and over again. And if you've been on it multiple times and you go with somebody who hasn't been, you see them laughing and giggling and crying because it is a, a majestic attraction. And people say all the time, well, why don't, you know, they should update it. They should make it soaring over Florida, soaring over Newark. You don't have to. Newark? I don't know. <laughs> because, <laughs> because... It still is such an incredible journey uh, in that it's it's visual, it's auditory, it's a multi-sensory experience with the sense that they that they pipe in. The subtle shifts of your ride vehicle make Soren as a whole and individually in different scenes a true wow moment for me. That's fantastic. I just wish they would take out the upside down part so I could... <laughs> Really enjoy Tim it, Foster, but. still the only person that gets wet on sore. And anyway, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, and, and that too. The, yeah. <laughs> Daniel, let's move on to your third on our top however many list. Um, hold on. I have to text my brother. You were right. 
Lou has stolen <laughs> another one. He got another one. <laughs> My number three, and this is a go. This is a a, a, a go with me um, because it involves three different parts. And the first part is this: I got to Disney World. I suffered from allergies, as I know many people do. And I got to Disney World one night on a vacation, and I I couldn't breathe out of my nose, and I and it, and it, and it affects one's sleep and everything else. So I went to the concierge who we were staying at the Grand Floridian and said, "Do you guys have Vic's chest rub?" And she said, and she called around. You said no, and I was dejected. But but then she said, uh, "But you know what? We're going to find it for you." So we went upstairs and got ready for the day. Um, and we're waiting for this stuff because apparently it works wonders. Um, I don't work for Vicks, nor do I own any Vicks stock. So just, that's what the product was. <laughs> so we went, uh, we went downstairs and the concierge before lunch, and this is a few hours after our request, and the concierge had a, a white bag and inside was, Vicks, was the Vicks rub. And I said, how did, how did you get that? And she just, she wouldn't tell me. But she said it was not in any of the, um, you know, of, of the convenience stores, of the, the grocery stores, of any store in any of the resorts. In Walt Disney World, she just got it. And I wanted to tip her. I wanted to hug her. I wanted to thank her. She was just smiling, held out the bag, and said, I hope you guys have a great day. So I applied it to myself. We went to lunch at Kona Cafe at the Polynesian. And... I was still complaining about not being able to breathe. And the waitress at Kona said, I have allergies too. My suggestion is that you, whatever you eat, you put this hot sauce on it, if you like hot sauce, which I do, called the sriracha sauce. This chili garlic sauce, which is delicious. It's spicy, but it's tasty. It's not like Tabasco sauce. It has some depth to it and some flavor. So I added that to my noodle dish and was sweating and was in a little bit of spice pain, but things started to clear up for me. And then Nina and I went to the Magic Kingdom, and our ritual is to go on Pirates of the Caribbean first. So we went on the ride, and I swear that while we were passing into the scary uh, Davy Jones face and that mist, that all of a sudden, my chest and nose cleared up, and I had a wow moment. Because my wow was like, you know what? This is really perhaps a magical place because of the things that have happened to me. The concierge making the extra effort to get that medication for me. The uh, wonderful cast member at Kona suggesting the hot sauce. And then the scary... Davy Jones face, I don't know, scaring the blank out of my nose, all of a sudden I felt great. And I literally had a wow moment and I was like, this is what Disney is all about. I was sitting here listening. I'm going, where is he going with this? Where is he going with the, <laughs> the VIX? <laughs> but you paid it off. And I think your wow moment is one that we've all had in the past because your, your wow moment are the cast members. So your, your anecdotal story is one that we can all relate to because we've had that experience where a cast member has done something unexpected, 
unorthodox to help you or go out of their way for you. And Walt was right. You can build and create the most incredible place in the world, but it makes the people that make the difference. And that's why we love Disney the way we do. It's not because of the castle and Dumbo and Soren and all those other things. It's because of the cast members. And I think sort of your, your, so your story very much is a testament to that fact. So I think, yeah, the cast members are a wow moment. Right. That was a wow for me. But, and, of course, the, the kid inside the adult would love to think that in addition to the, the, real, the real kindness of the cast members, that somehow Davy Jones was a cast member and he was, I know he's not, he's more of a villain, but I thought that he was sort of helping me as well and believing, believing in the fact that I would feel better because I was in Disney World was great. And you brought food into it, which was a nice touch. So I had a, I had a waiter bring me two cream spinaches once. Oh, God. Whoa. All right, Tim he Foster. said he could. He, was, he said he was super waiter. He I'm was. hoping that cream spinach is not part of your next wow moment in Walt Disney World. No, I got enough cream spinach last Christmas when I, I think I told this story before. So. But no, I agree. Everyone has a fantastic cast member story. Totally. I have plenty. And so what's, my, what's next on your list? But am I next? Oh, again, I got to follow that up with, wow, look at Space Mountain. Or whatever. <laughs> my, my list. Um, all right, here's with my next one. I'm going to remind everybody that the the place in Florida that we're all heading to when we go away on this magical trip is called the Walt Disney World Resort. And for a lot, of, I know for a lot of people going down for the first time, the visions are of. Uh, you know, the parks and Magic Kingdom and the castle and, and that sort of thing. But the resorts themselves, I like to tell people, if you never stepped foot in any of the parks and just stayed at the resorts for a week, you'd have an unbelievable vacation into itself. And and the resorts are themselves filled with plenty of wow moments. And I'm just picking two out. Um, to me, the champions of the wow moments are the wilderness lodge and the grand floridian and it's it's the moment of course when you first walk into the lobby especially well it doesn't have to be your first time anytime you go in um and especially to me the wilderness lodge is the one it, it's it's when you go in and you see uh the seven stories of of, of timber framing in the case of the wilderness lodge or the Victorian chandeliers in the case of the Grand Floridian, and you're just overwhelmed by the the detail, the the authenticity of of what you're seeing. The that I can't believe they put all this effort into this place where I'm just sleeping. You know, this isn't even the park. I'm not even at the park yet, and look at this place. This is absolutely amazing. And um, even to plus that up is when you get to the holiday season. And you walk into, again, both of those lobbies and you see Christmas trees unlike anything you've ever seen before, certainly unlike anything you have at home. And, you know, I still get that, the, the wow moment when I walk into the lobbies, but it's especially uh, joyful when I'm bringing other people in that have never been there. For instance, like my parents who've been there a million times to the 
to the parks, but don't really stay at the resorts too much. I brought them into the Wilderness Lodge for the first time. They'd never seen it. And I'd never seen a more amazed look on their face, short of when they saw the castle. But I'm not allowed to talk about that. So we're going to talk about the lodge. But they were... um, no, they were astounded by what they saw and the detail that went into it. And like I said, if you never set foot in the parks and just spent your time in resorts, that's plenty of payoff enough for a fantastic, magical getaway. And every resort has their own, but to me, those are the two, the two biggies. And hypocrite that you are, you snuck two into one, which is fine. Exactly. Because, you know, we make the rules up as see, we go along. You guys along have here. been doing this all along. <laughs> you know, you got Davy Jones and ointment in the same one, which isn't fair. That's true. <laughs> Daniel, that's, you can tell see, Daniel listens to the show. He knew exactly know, how to uh, how to sneak him in. Lou got the I'm going first trick out of the way. So, no, that's uh, <laughs> it's good stuff, and I and I agree with you. You know, I, I agree sometimes that it, it doesn't have to be inside. Of, of a park specific. It doesn't have to even be inside of an attraction. And as you were talking and I was nodding off, I was thinking about Whoa. other ones on my list. <laughs> uh, because uh, some of the other ones are specific moments. You know, like the Tinkerbell. It's a specific moment where you right. see something, you hear something, you feel something. But some of the other ones, and I think uh, that's what I want to hit next on my list because I want to sort of make it a, a very... Well, as well-rounded of a list as I can is about that sense of a feeling. And it's something that I think for many people begins before they even get on property, let alone get to their resort, go to sleep, wake up, eat, whatever it is. For some people, it's seeing those signs. It's seeing the sign that says Disney World, whether you're coming from the airport or you're coming by car, or you see the, the archway that welcomes you to Walt Disney World. Like that for many people is a wow moment because now you're there. Now it's real. You know your vacation is just beginning when you see, you know, the, the welcome to Walt Disney World side and the giant Mickey and Minnie. You know you're there. But I think, now you see how I snuck that one in? But I think... The, you're done. You're done. No, no, you're no, no, done. no, no, no. Yeah, the one, that I'm, the one I was <laughs> leading up to is, uh, is something I, I, I go do and I see very often. And it is something that I think if you've never done before, you need to do. Uh, I think you need to do it more than once. And when you go, don't just necessarily watch what is being shown to you. I like watching the guests. Because for me, one of my favorite continual wow moments is the opening ceremony of the Magic Kingdom. The pre-rope drop show when the mayor or Scoop Sanderson comes out and he welcomes you all to the Magic Kingdom standing up there on the Main Street train station. And you hear, like when you hear that train whistle off in the distance and the music and and the Casey Jr. song and the citizens of Main Street coming out and then the characters step off of the train and they welcome you and there's the family of the day and they're singing and there's music and there's fireworks. Watch the faces of the guests. Watch the faces of the little kids who are standing there agape and the parents who are enjoying either the moment or watching their kids sitting there agape and even getting somewhat emotional at that sight because it is such an exciting wow moment. And it still is like it's one of the things, you know, because now for me, the experience is not about riding attractions. It's about being in Walt Disney World. That's one of the still wow moments for me watching 
that show, and I do smile, and I do get a little, you know, goosebumpy, choked up when the train pulls in, and when he, you know, welcomes you the way he does into the Magic Kingdom. So, if you've never done it before, or if you haven't done it in a while, you know, they're they're welcoming you home. Like that's how I feel. You know, they're welcoming you into a, a very special place, and I think that's why. Forgetting everything else, it opening ceremonies at Epcot or the studios, there is nothing like that opening ceremony at the Magic Kingdom. Wow. It's awesome. Good night, everybody. I'm done. <laughs> so, Good Daniel, out. I'm sure I stole yet another one of yours, but uh, it, we're now getting to the Beyond 10. So give me, we'll, we'll hit our honorable mentions, but give me, your last one or your biggest one on, on sort of the, the main list. Okay. Oh gosh. Now it's the pressure's pressure. on the pressure is up and, uh, you know, I will, um, Steal one of lose. <laughs> Did Lou mention the castle? I forget. <laughs> no, go, go, go. Yes, I agree with that one. Moving on. I, I will, I will go to, uh, I will go to, um, a, a, a less esoteric one, but it's a, a three-pronged adventure that happens in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that begins at uh, the Yak and Yeti restaurant for lunch. Nice. You're finishing... Uh, uh, there's food. Lou's excited. You're Jeez. finishing your Kobe beef burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've had... Uh, maybe you've had a, 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 a wonderful Japanese beer, Kirin beer, and... You know that there's a beautiful but somehow ominous white mountain down the road that seems like it's miles away. And you leave the safety of the Yak and Yeti stupidly and you head to Expedition Everest. I'm nodding furiously. I love this guy. Love this guy. You're digesting your exotic food. And the beer is still sort of within you, but you're sort of uh, stepping a little nervously because even in the Yak and Yeti, you've heard about this thing called the Yeti. And you're walking along and walking along and you get to the queue. And at the queue, which in my, in my mind, this is the best queue in all the world. There's, there's so much foreshadowing of what's going to occur to you. There's hilariously and wonderfully, there's a museum to the Yeti, which is so well done. It's just, it's silly. And no matter how many times you've done it, if you look at everything in that queue, you are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to meet and have a confrontation with, and perhaps an ill-advised one at that, with a, a, an ancient and disturbed godlike creature. And when you board the train and finally make it up, and it, indeed if it's at night, even better, that when, if you catch a glimpse of the Yeti, it's like, you know, a huge, huge wow. Now, the other prong to this wow is that sometimes you don't see the Yeti, and when the ride concludes, you're like, wow, I didn't see the Yeti. <laughs> However, 
I think for me, one of the biggest wow moments is the buildup to the ride, the walk to the attraction, uh, to, to the weenie, as you guys say, the queue itself, the, the roller coaster effects are to me extraordinary. I know the, the Yeti is in permanent um, beta or something, but even getting a glimpse of him in animation is great. And when you're done, you sort of just want to start all over again. So a huge wow to the Imagineers uh, for creating this legend and this village um, that's based around this mythical creature. And it's just so much fun and it's so well done. And my only hope is that one day the Yeti will uh, maybe come to life a little more than, than, than he has up to date. That was awesome. Because you got Yak and Yeti, you got all kinds of good stuff in there, and you got Expedition Everest. Um, and they are, it's a, you're right, it is a wow moment that's not a single snippet in time. It lasts over a certain duration. I actually had Everest on my list, and the wow moment was a singular moment where you get, where you're getting close to the top of the mountain. You're getting close to the apex, Tim. And you look out and you can see the vast space that is Walt Disney World and you can see the contemporary, you can see Spaceship Earth, you can see as far as your eye can go how vast the property really is. That is sort of a, wow, let's look around, not at the mountain, but at the space around us. But yeah, I am with you 110%. Awesome. It's a great ride. What's this white mountain you guys keep talking about? Wait a second. Honestly, has T- Tim, you've never done it? Yes, I have done it. Oh. Of course, I've done it. And by done it, he means he's ridden, you know, I saw with his on the face map. nuzzled into my sleeve with his eyes closed the entire uh, time. You said that was private. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, I've done it. Uh, you, you know what? Well, I, I have a, um, I was going to do the, um, this is not my wow moment, but go early in the morning before the lines pick up, get my fast pass for Everest, get in the standby line, hang on to my fast pass, ride Everest, get back, fast pass time is there, get right back on for a second ride. I still have a fast pass for Expedition Everest unused in my wallet. It's <laughs> awesome. But I loved it. Sort of. Now, I've done it before. I was going to do the uh, wow moment of the... Tr- of the Double shot of Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. But I've talked about that so many times. I'm going to leave it for another day. But... All right, you ready? Mines? I kind of hinted at my last one several times. And I'm going to defy Lou's directive in a, <laughs> in a, in a roundabout way here. Um, my wow, it's not a singular wow. It's a collection of wows. And they all have to do with Christmas. And... I think every everyone who's been there that time of year agrees there's there's no more magical place to be during the holidays. And I talked about some already, but everywhere you go, there's magical moments. And I am going to hit the castle because there is one. You know, it's beyond the you know first time you see it that that sort of thing, um, which I agree is a given that everyone sees that. But the the lighting of the dream lights to me is. Probably the biggest, 
along with the holiday tag of illuminations that we talked about is, is probably the biggest emotional wow moment of the holiday season that you can have at the magic kingdom and everyone I'm with, even myself, the first time you see it and you see the ceremony and the, uh, the, the lights flicker on and off and all of a sudden illuminate and cascade down and cover the castle in icicles that words can't describe the emotions that you feel. I I mean, tears flow, you hear wows, you hear gasps, you hear, um, you know, oh my goodness, Uh, all kinds of emotions just pour out from everybody around you. And like you said, Lou, it's, it's not just about seeing the castle in itself. It's, it's hearing the reaction of everybody around you and knowing like for that, for that split second when that happened, you're seeing something that's, not only incredibly beautiful, but it's bringing that holiday spirit together for everybody in one spot right there. And you're all experiencing it together. And um, to me, it's a big wow, a huge wow, biggest wow I can imagine. I can see it every day and not tire of it and, and not, not be less impacted by it. Um, and, you know, Chris, it doesn't stop there. There's wow moments at the very Merry Christmas parties, whether it's, it's hearing a song that you hadn't heard since you were a very young child from your earliest Christmas memories to seeing the snow falling for the first time to seeing the Osborne lights fire up for the first time. Um, you know, there's no end to wow moments at the holiday, during the holiday season. And I appreciate most of all that they call it Christmas. I just wanted to get that out there. Well, I think you make a good point, too, which is no matter how many times you see it, it is still a wow moment. And I think that's one of the things that we're, we're all sort of it, it very much parallels and can be found throughout all of our uh, our lists. There are things that no matter how many times you do it, it still wows you, whether it's your first time or your hundredth mm-hmm. time. And when I was trying to think about what my last one was going to be and I was looking at the list I had started making before a lot of these things were individual moments or specific parts of attractions or shows or uh, individual things you could see or do in Walt Disney World. But the common thread through them all was technology. And so I think on, on a whole, rather than giving you 17 different attractions and sort of adding them onto an honorable mentions list, there are so many technological wows that we see, whether it's Turtle Talk with Crush. And remember that first time you saw or your kids saw the fact that they were interacting with a character right off the movie screen. And he was talking to him as, you know, hey, little kid in the, in, the, in the Nemo shirt or, you know, Tim Foster, please step back from the screen, whatever it was. That was a wow moment. They told me I could sit down. The okay. first time you saw or have yet to see the new Star Tours in 3D. The, that first time you see that final scene in, in Naboo when the front of that Star uh, Fighter comes crashing through your, your windshield, you everybody, no matter how many times you know it's coming, you all sort of jerk back because it looks that realistic. The millionth time you've seen the ballroom scene in the Haunted Mansion, that classic, simple, basic use of, of Pepper's Ghost technology, lighting and glass and mirrors, is still a classic wow moment. It's still one of the things that when you think about Disney World, comes to mind. In Tower of Terror, 
as you move up into the elevator, up into the shaft, into the hotel. Again, that that more modern Pepper's Ghost effect. But when the light, when the tower struck by lightning and those five people in the hallway disappear, it's a wow moment. Toy Story Mania is a wow moment. That 4D in PhilharMagic as that screen opens up around you and you can smell the pies and the corks are popping in your face. Those are all wow moments. Those are all uses, great uses of technology from the simple to the incredibly complex and cutting edge that give us all wow moments that make the attractions or the shows or the things that we experience really sort of make us sort of go literally outwardly say, wow, that is amazing. That is incredible. I need to do it again. I need to go tell my friends about it. So all those things that I have compacted into one are the technological wows, simple to complex at Walt Disney World. Now, for, for all you, it's for all you kids playing at home, I hope you paid attention because that's how you sneak six <laughs> things into one entry there. And I'm, I'm actually disappointed you stopped at six because you could have you could have gone what what you so. should be more surprised and disappointed at is that everything on my list all the yeah. things that i mentioned yeah not a single mention of food i know wait. i know wait. think back rewind i i did want to have the buffet of your choice when that when you see the buffet it's a wow moment but i i see, maybe not even spe- specifically left food off the list. You said cream spinach. In terms of you. Oh. Well. Yeah. Do we have do we have time for not stories but sentences or phrases of honorable mentions? <laughs> you got a minute and a half. Go. Okay. <laughs> we should go around the horn like do quick do quick. Work. Okay. Uh wow moment for me was uh the first time I saw the turkey legs. <laughs> what? I thought they were really big. I don't know what animal it was. <laughs> what kind of animals? The wicked wench in Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Little Leota. Oh. Whoa. The, the, the Panthers underrated the, the the Panther scene in the Jungle Cruise towards the end when they their eyes are glowing green. Oh. Ooh. Wait, I had one. I had one. Uh, I'm gonna up on your. I'm gonna trump your. I'm not gonna trump your Tinkerbell. I'm gonna even another Tinkerbell. Mickey's Philhar Magic. Because I say wow every time Tinkerbell comes on and here. How many people in the audience go Tinkerbell? Because nobody knows who that is up on the screen. That's a wow moment. The Tumble Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, what? what are you talking you- about? Please tell me that the two of you have seen Festival of the Lion King at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Never been there. Oh, that, that tumble monkeys. You've never seen it, Tim Foster? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. And there's another wow moment for you. <laughs> my, my last wow moment is the, the first dark ride you go on, whether it's your first ever or the first of your stay, when you, you close your eyes and you're in the Disney darkness and you know you're in the hands of Imagineers who are very smart and you're part of the story, you know that everything's going to be okay. I can't follow that. That's it. And, and, and the turkey legs, too. So. <laughs> Monorail. Pumpkin funnel cake. Monorail. Fudge. 
The American Adventure. Yeah. There you go. American Adventure. If you, Tim Foster, if you don't cry, you have no soul. I cry at, I, I, I cry at, at, at the Jungle Cruise. You know. (laughs) That's because you're scared. But anyway. Well. As many things as we listed on our collective top 76.5 mentions of, of top tens here, there are ones that we miss. There are ones that people are, are, again, listening to us saying, that's not mine. My wow moment is is this. This is what my kids feel is their wow moment. This is what I remember. This is what the things I look forward to. So more than ever, I want to hear from the listeners as to what is there like their biggest, what's that wow moment, that thing that, that really makes you smile or makes your mouth hang open in amazement at what you're seeing or what you're experiencing or the thing you look back to and say, man, that's what I remember about my last trip to Walt Disney World. Come to the site over at wdwradio.com. Click on the podcast link for this week's show. Share your comments in the comments section there. We'll keep the conversation going there as well. Uh, I certainly... In a big wow moment, want to thank Daniel again. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you you stepped up to the plate. You knocked it out of the park every time. And what you did to get here, as far as your donations for uh, our Dream Team project to benefit Make a Wish Foundation, that truly is. And and I am very serious when I say this. That is a wow moment uh, because what you have done is going to give some children and their families memories and moments that they would not have had otherwise and that they will never forget so uh, on behalf of those families on behalf of everybody that you are helping with that generosity uh, i am sincerely sincerely grateful it's it's my great pleasure i know you can hear that great pleasure and i i will do it next year for sure if i'm the winning bid so we can do part two of the wow moments all All right. right And Tim Foster, you continue to wow us with uh, with all that I have taught you at, with Adobe Photoshop and InDesign over at GuideToTheMagic.com and certainly at CelebrationsPress.com because now not only can you get Celebrations Magazine in your hand in print. Oh, there's print, big news. There's big there's news. Huge, there's, dude, there's huge wow news. Lay it on us, brother. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get it. Digitally, you can get Celebrations Magazine on your iPhone, on your iPad. More importantly, Tim Foster, every issue is now every issue available, including, including the long lost, sold out issues. Yes, and of which there are many. So, for those of there, you who want to have them all, and you can have them right in the palm of your hands. So they I are available. With you. <laughs> You can uh, you can download them right from the iTunes store. It is a free app, and then you can purchase individual issues, or you can subscribe via iTunes as well. Go to iTunes, search for Celebrations Magazine, or visit www.radio.com slash celebrations. That'll take you right there as well, too. Again, you can uh, download the app, subscribe, and we'd love it if you would rate and review the app as well. Really excited. Been working on this for a long, long time. So lots of wow moments uh, today, lots of wow moments ahead. Guys, I thank you so very much for your time tonight. This was uh, this was definitely a lot of fun and certainly some wow moments, to say the least. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Oh, my request for next year is that Lou goes after you. <laughs> Good yeah, him. we don't let Daniel go first, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll go third next year. But... <laughs> now time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I'll ask you a trivia question about Disney World, maybe play a sound clip or give you a line from an attraction or song, ask you to identify or answer it for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's challenge, let's look back on last week's question and pick our winner. Last week, we were talking all about the new Disney fantasy, so I made it a cruise question and had a bonus question for you as well. I told you that in the atrium of the Disney Fantasy is a beautiful bronze statue of Mademoiselle Minnie Mouse looking as though she stepped off a luxury liner from the 20s or 30s. And so the question I asked you was, what Disney character statue is in that same location but on the Disney Dream? And the answer, of course, was Admiral Donald Duck. I would have taken Donald Duck, of course. But then I also threw in a bonus question because I said that one of the adult locations in the Europa District on the Disney Fantasy was named in honor of a Disney live-action feature. And so I asked you the name of the venue and the movie it was named after. Now, you didn't have to get that one in order to be qualified to win the prize package, which included some inaugural merchandise right off the Disney Fantasy, including a champagne glass, a stainless steel water bottle with the inaugural logo, and I also threw in a five-year WDW Radio anniversary pin as well. If you got the bonus question right, you also had a chance to win a $25 Disney gift card. Now, the name of the venue was O'Gill's, and it was named from the 1950s film Darby O'Gill and the Little People. So I took all the correct answers from the main question. If you got the bonus question right, you were certainly entered to win that as well. I drew from all the correct answers one random winner, and this week's winner is Lisa Sprayberry. So, Lisa, congratulations. Send me your address. I'll get your prize package right out to you. Congratulations to everyone else who got it right and who entered, and thank you for playing. But if you didn't win, that's okay, because we have another question this week, and here it is. I thought instead, though, of asking you a trivia question about maybe Disney World history or identifying something, we would maybe mix it up a little bit. So I thought... I'd let see how well you know your Walt Disney World attractions and shows and pay attention to what you hear. So this week, we're going to play Where in Walt Disney World Have You Heard This? Which is kind of like the Where in the Walt Disney World photo game I play on Twitter, but a little bit different. So what I'm going to do is give you a quote from a Walt Disney World attraction or show, and all you need to do is identify where it came from. So here is this week's clue. And those of you who are just walking in right now, you're late. Where have you been? That's it. That's the quote. You send in your answer by 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, April 15th. File your taxes first, then your answer second. To contest at WDWRadio.com. Obviously, don't file your taxes there. Just send in your answer, again, to contest at WDWRadio.com by 11.59 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, April 15th. And I will once again draw a random winner for a prize package. It'll consist of all of my audio tours on CD, a limited edition five-year anniversary pin, and another Disney Fantasy champagne glass. So there you go. There's your Where in the Walt Disney World Have You Heard This quote for this week's contest. Good luck and have fun. 
that's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Don't forget to visit the website over at www.radio.com. There you can leave in the comment section for this week's podcast your favorite wow moment in Walt Disney World. While you're there, check out our events page, video page, daily blog post, family-friendly discussion forums, our WW Radio shop where you can get the audio tours to Walt Disney World, and lots more. If you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com or if you want to be heard on the air with a comment, a question, feedback, a call from the parks, whatever it may be, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391, 407-900-WDW1. Don't forget, in addition to the podcast, join us every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern for our live video broadcast and chat over at www.radiolive.com. There, we'll talk about this week's Walt Disney World news in a live interactive chat format so you can ask and answer questions, be part of the broadcast and conversation. If you can't make it live, I'll post the video on our YouTube channel and put the audio in our iTunes feed as well. That is just one of the ways that you can be part of the show and one of my other favorite ways are with our WDW Radio Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World. It gives us a chance to meet one another and for you guys to meet each other as well. Our next meet is going to be Sunday, April 22nd. It's Earth Day. It's also Disney's Animal Kingdom's anniversary and so that's where we're going to hold our meet. It's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's going to be over at the Dawa Bar in Disney's Animal Kingdom, just outside the Tusker House. It's outdoors, but there's seating area. It's covered. There's food and drinks close by. Anyone and everyone is welcome. So come alone. Bring the family. No need to RSVP. Although if you visit the events page over at www.radio.com, I'll also put a link to our Facebook event page where you can get more information. You can RSVP there as well. Definitely stay tuned to facebook.com slash or twitter.com slash for updates. Also, I love tweeting out, playing games, doing lots more there as well. Speaking of upcoming events, there are many more Disney Endurance and Run Disney events coming up, including the Tower of Terror 10-Miler, the Wine and Dine Half Marathon, and lots more. This is a great chance for you to be part of the WDW Radio running team, which started out just a few years ago with a couple of us running in our first and for me only, Walt Disney World Half Marathon is now a great way for you to be part of the team, help get some training, help others in their training. You can also do some good for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. All we ask is that you contribute or raise $100 for our Dream Team project, all of which goes to Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can be part of the team, whether you're going to do a 5K, half mile, full marathon, goofy, whatever it may be. You can find out more over at wdwradio.com slash running. We're about to place another order for shirts, so if you want to definitely be part of it, and if you have any questions, again, wdwradio.com slash running, and I'll put a link in this week's show notes. Now, I have been teasing both on this show and over the past couple of weeks that I did have not one, but a number of announcements as well, and I'm finally able to share pretty much all of those with you now. Obviously, you heard one of them already, which is Celebrations Magazine is now available in digital format. So you can not only get it on your iPod or your iPhone, eventually some other platforms as well, but you'll be able to carry all the issues with you and every issue is available as well. So we are sold out of a lot of the print issues. You can now get that content 
delivered instantly to your iPhone or your iPad device. Again, to find out more, uh, you can and to download the free app and then either subscribe or purchase individual issues, you can visit www.radio.com slash celebrations. That'll take you right to the iTunes store. One of the other announcements I wanted to make is actually about Celebrations Magazine and actually a change coming to Celebrations Magazine beyond the digital version. And that change is that effective immediately, I have left Celebrations as an editor and a publisher and an owner of Celebrations Press. Obviously, Tim is on this week's show, so clearly it's a very amicable uh, split of Celebrations. And I am still going to be contributing articles to it. Uh, They are going to continue on as an advertiser here at WW Radio. But if you go back to the end of 2011, when I talked about some of my goals going forward for 2012 and beyond, I talked about focus and simplifying and basically doing less better. And this will allow me to do that. It will afford me the opportunity to focus on some other projects and some other things that I have been working on. I can tell you I have loved being able to bring celebrations to life and proud of what we've been able to share with you over the past three years in this in this format. Certainly excited about the digital version as well, too. So as I said, Celebrations will continue as a sponsor here at WW Radio. But if you have any questions or comments about the magazine, any feedback, you can send that not to me, but to subscriptions at celebrationspress.com. Now, one of the things I've been doing a lot more of recently and will be doing a great deal more in the future has been speaking at conferences, to corporations, and to schools. And one of the things I wanted to share with you is that coming up this June, from June 5th through the 7th, at the Jacob Javits Center in New York, I'm going to be speaking at, again, at Blog World and New Media Expo. I spoke out in California this past November. I was invited back to speak not at one, but to two sessions, one in the podcasting track, the other in the monetization track. You can find out more. You can also register to attend if you're interested at all in blogging, podcasting, new media, social media, whatever it might be. This is the largest, the best conference, trade show, and media event. You can find out more. Visit lumangelo.com slash blogworld. That'll take you to, you can get more information about the sessions I'll be speaking at. And again, if you want to register, you can do that there as well. Speaking of speaking, uh, I mentioned on Twitter and Facebook a couple of weeks ago that I was privileged and honored to have been invited to a dinner uh, for the Make-A-Wish Foundation with the president of Make-A-Wish here in Orlando. And I can finally share with you now that uh, I was also invited by Make-A-Wish to speak at their national convention out in California next week. And I share that with you because I want you to know that I humbly am going there, not for and by myself, but representing all of you. Because any and all of you who have donated your time your items, your resources, you made financial contributions, whether you ran, walked, or cheered during a races, or supported the Dream Team project in any way, the most important part of what I do, uh, you have made such a significant and important difference in the lives of so many families of these seriously ill children. I am going there to speak because of and for all of you. And I want you to know that I'm going to convey that message of what you all as a community have done for these people. And I'll certainly share more over at my blog, over at lumangelo.com when I get back. But as long as we're talking about events 
I want to finally reveal to you something that I've been hinting at since our 40-hour show back in October 2011. I promised you, and I continue to keep that promise, that it is not going to be another 40-hour telethon, marathon-type event. But I did hint to you that we were going to do something again in the future. And finally, I'm able to share what that is. Because beginning this year, I wanted to have an event or a date that people could sort of circle on their calendar and look forward to every year. And there's always so much going on that makes Disney World a destination event. And one of those days, and the day that we picked for our 40-hour show last year, was October 1st. Now, this year marks Epcot's 30th anniversary, but there's always going to be something to celebrate, right? Whether it's Walt Disney World's anniversary, the opening of a theme park or attraction or whatever it may be. So starting this year and going forward, on or around October 1st of every year, we're going to have our WDW Radio e-ticket event. And what that's going to be is a series of events ranging from an A-ticket, one of the smaller events, to a big e-ticket event, something that is really going to be something special and worthy of the e-ticket name. So starting this year, we're not going to have a series of events, but to kick off our e-ticket event theme, we're going to have our first annual WDW Radio e-ticket event. And now if you paid attention to Twitter and the live broadcast over the last couple of weeks, I did hint to you about the date. I can confirm it is going to be Friday, September 28th, 2012. And in honor of Epcot's 30th anniversary and how special that weekend is, if you liked the Adventurers Club or our event that two days before it closed back in 2008 where we rented out the Adventurers Club, you're going to love this. Because our first annual WDW Radio e-ticket event is an evening with the Secret Society of Historical American Adventurers. We're going to rent out the entire American Adventure Pavilion from 7 to 10 p.m. on Friday, September 28th, 2012. And the preservation of the Secret Society of Historical American Adventurers, or the Pasha Club, is a group of hysterical history buffs that are going to be dressed in their best time period reenactment garb dedicated to the memory of the great American adventurers who have gone before them. So our event is going to be dinner and this show, which is going to take place with and by and all around us in the American Adventure Rotunda. Think Adventurers Club. The club is going to have their meeting. They're going to talk about pronouncing and preserving their favorite slices of American history, maybe even elect a new president to preside over the coming year, and of course, finish it off with a hilarious hoopla finale to this rousing night of American adventures. Now, this is all I can share with you for now. Other than that, it is going to be a very special event. Also, a very limited event, too. Tickets will be limited because of the type of venue that we have. Stay tuned to the show, to the live newscasts, and of course, Twitter and Facebook for more details as to when tickets will go on sale. Again, very limited number, and if the uh, our Adventures Club event was any indication, they will go very, very fast. So please stay tuned if you are at all interested. Again, I will have more details to share, but again, if you like the Adventures Club, trust me, you are going to love this. Something that has never, ever been done before. Maybe never get a chance to see it ever again. Our evening with the Secret Society of Historical American Adventurers, Friday, September 28th, 2012. Come down, spend the weekend, 
Mouse Fan Travel has already booked a number of group rates in, a, in various Walt Disney World resort hotels. You can check them out over at mousefantravel.com for more information. Spend the weekend, kick it off with our event, and celebrate Epcot's 30th anniversary with us as well over that uh, entire weekend. Stay tuned for more information about our first annual e-ticket event and future e-ticket events coming very, very soon. And so the final announcement that I have is about these events. Again, I, I really enjoy doing not just these sort of e-ticket events and the meets of the month in Walt Disney World, but I enjoy doing the cruises and some of the other things that we've done out in Disneyland and meets elsewhere. And I want to do that even more going forward. So looking ahead to 2013 and beyond, I want you to keep in mind the idea of doing a big WDW Radio land, sea, and world event. What do I mean by that is a land event where maybe we'll do something somewhere else around the country, maybe even around the world, maybe an Adventures by Disney for sea. Let's do another cruise. Let's do another cruise in 2013, maybe on the dream, maybe even on the fantasy. And we'll have our world event at Walt Disney World around October 1st with our annual e-ticket event. But here's the difference, is that I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you as to what you're interested in. Where would you like to go? When would you like to do it? This way we can have as many of you join us as possible, whether it's at a land event, a cruise event, or in the world. So I'm going to post a poll uh, in the next couple of days or weeks over at www.radio.com where you can weigh in and share what you might be interested in, where you might want to go. Is it Aulani? Is it Adventures by Disney? Is it the fantasy? What you want to do and when do you want to go so we can try and get as many of you together on these events as possible and we'll keep doing them and hopefully you can join us on one or more of these events. And so the hope is that everything from a meet of the month in Walt Disney World to a cruise to a land event to the e-ticket event, whatever it might be, gives you many opportunities to come and meet other listeners and really be part of this WDW Radio family that I all consider you to be a part of. You are part of my extended family. You are my friends, whether we have met yet or not. And hopefully you'll be able to join us either in Walt Disney World or maybe on the road somewhere for one of our events. Please stay tuned for more details. That'll be coming very, very soon. Quick thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel over at mousefantravel.com. can help get where you want to go, whether it's Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. They give you the same level of personal service, all at no additional cost to you. They are mousefantravel.com. When you're coming to Walt Disney World, maybe you're bringing the whole family. Want them a little bit more, a little bigger? Everybody wants their own bedroom, a private pool, spa, kitchen, game rooms. Allstarvacationhomes.com has up to seven bedroom homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World. But if you want to stay right in the heart of Disney, my favorite place to stay because of the heavenly beds and eat because of places like Shula's, Blue Zoo, and Kimono's is the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. You can visit them over at swananddolphin.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, or hopefully at some of these other events and things we have going on in the future, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends. Post on other discussion forums. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links or photos on Facebook, Google Plus, or Pinterest. And please come by, rate and review the show over in iTunes as well. Very, very much appreciated. And listen, most importantly, I, I talked about things like the Dream Team Project and the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And I want you guys to know how grateful I am and know that you are making a difference. And everything that you do 
affects and impacts the lives of others. And remember that your legacy is going to be determined not by what you've done for yourself, but how you've helped change the lives of others in a positive way. And you may not know or ever meet the people that you help and impact, but if you stay focused and stay positive on what you're doing, not only are you going to be able to help yourself, but hopefully you're going to help others along the way as well. And thank you for helping me and giving me the gift of being able to share something I'm so passionate about with you in so many different ways and the gift that you've given these kids and these families with what you've done for Make-A-Wish. I am, I am eternally grateful to all of you. So until next time, I hope you have an amazing, awesome, positive week this week. Thanks again. See ya. Hi, Lewis Happy, one of the lucky people you let help the WDW radio running team. I just wanted to thank all the team members for the enthusiasm they routinely display for the Dream Team Project and their support of one another. It inspires me to want to do even more to support their running and charitable efforts. We are having a blast as a team, and we want others in the audience to come join us. Tuesday, April 10th marks the day that entries will open up for the 2013 Disney World Marathon Weekend Events. And I want to encourage current team members to make sure they get their entry for the 2013 events they want to do. With 2013 marking the 20th anniversary of the Disney World Marathon, I expect all of the events to sell out quickly. For those of you who want more information on how to join the WDW Radio Running Team, just point your browser to wdwradio.com slash running. You can also email me directly with any running questions you might have to wdwradiorun at gmail.com. Dream big, dream teamers. See ya. Hey, Lou, it's Freiberg from The Fox. Really enjoyed this week's WDW newscast on... Uh, a bunch of new stuff, especially the Avenger Rail part. I can't wait to see that in my upcoming trip. That's gonna... That looks pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, keep up the good work with the show. Can't wait to hear one of your big announcements. Uh, see you in the box. Bye. Hey, Lou. Uh, this is Marissa, or Mini Girl of 1995 on your forums and stuff. Um, just listen to the special events for kids in Walt Disney World, and I must say, I wanted to do all of those, and I'm 17. So, that's how much fun they all sounded, and, uh, pretty much just call them to say, hey, love the show, been listening to it, uh, this couple weeks, past week and stuff, because I've fallen a little bit behind. Um, and today, because it's spring break, I'm gonna get started on pretty much preparing for my cruise at the end of May and decorating our door. So, it's gonna be really fun. And um, hope you have a great day. Hope everything's good. Keep moving forward. Bye. You go.